This is the second part of a two-part episode, so if you haven't listened to part one, you might want to go back. Otherwise, you might be a little lost. If you have, enjoy. Welcome to LA Survival Guide, a podcast hosted by Los Angeles working professionals discussing LA culture from a millennial perspective. But my last point, which was that you don't have to have your life together. From my personal experience, when I started dating my now wife, I didn't have a job. <laughs> and I was in a, I was very insecure at the time. And I was like, I don't know, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen with my career. And to her credit, she actually made the first move with me. Yeah, I remember <laughs> yeah, like, you guys did. didn't start dating so much as she started dating you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's she was just planning the wedding. She was pursuing me definitely when I was not quite interested yet. But we were always great friends. And so she kind of got me. <laughs> yeah, kinda, yeah. What's the context of uh, how you met her and how you became great friends or how you were already? Yeah, so we were friends first. We met in a church community group. And we had a, a, a tight knit group of like five of us, three girls and two guys who were really close friends. And we, we went on all these trips together. We, went, we would go camping. Our first trip was to the camping in the Grand Canyon, which is a great story for another time. We basically like almost froze to death. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's a good way to like build community. Like you'll bond over that. Cuddle, Absolutely. Cuddle in the tent. <laughs> That's what happened. That's literally what we did. And then... It got so cold that they, everyone had to go in the car and they just turned on the car and left it running all night. With oh the heat my on. gosh. So you went on this camping trip in the Grand Canyon, nearly froze to death. And you're going to tell us all about that some other time. Yeah. But basically that happened. Yeah. And then uh, we, we kept going on other trips. We went to Yosemite together with a group of 10 of us. And then we went to Joshua Tree. And we had this moment in Joshua Tree where we got separated from the group and we were like on these massive, impressive boulders overlooking this beautiful desert valley with all these Joshua trees. Clouds were obscuring the sun. And you got to watch out for that view, man. A good view will ruin <laughs> yeah, you. It, will, it is dangerous. It is dangerous. And the knees. It's just like in that moment, I just wanted to kiss her. <laughs> Even though I didn't like acknowledge I'm telling you, man, this is how you bark up a whole set of wrong trees. (laughs) We are not going to go down that path. (laughs) And uh, I I did it. And good uh, for you. But it was just that realization of like, oh, I'm feeling something. I was, but I was, the thing was, is I was like fighting it at the time. I, I wasn't like open to dating her because she was such a good friend. So risky. It was that is the riskiest scenario of all the dating scenarios. Yeah, it's a high, you know, high risk. It high shouldn't reward. be, but it is. You, yeah. you could potentially have a lot to lose, depending on how poorly it it ends. Right. Or, yeah, or on the communication. The one thing I would yeah. just push back on on that hesitation is it's been five years now since that moment, basically, hmm. and. I can tell you, sadly, that in five years, any relationship you have with the opposite sex, <laughs> there's there's a low chance you'll you'll maintain that relationship. Right. It's just, especially if you do end up dating someone and you do get married, it's just it just doesn't. It's just the logistics just don't lend itself to that kind of success. I don't want to speak for everyone because I know that a lot of people have beautiful relationships between people who are attracted to each other. All I'd say is. Um, I didn't kiss her in that moment and I was like fighting these feelings, but she felt something and she didn't know. Damn it. right. She did. So little, you, <laughs> little did you know, if you had kissed her, it, it would have been, been okay. 
Um, <laughs> we actually talked about this recently because she was surprised to hear that when I told her that. I told her that m- many a month ago, but we talked about this interaction and what would happen if I had kissed her. And she wasn't sure. She wasn't sure that hmm. she would have reciprocated or appreciated it because it wasn't until There'd been after. no conversation, yeah. Had you kissed her, it's possible that you would not be married to her now. It's possible, yeah. It's possible that you would have gotten married earlier. <laughs> I guess. Anyway, wow. she uh, she didn't realize that she liked me until after this moment. It wasn't until a couple of days afterwards where she was like, wow, I think I like Jay. And... It was a funny thing. The next time she saw me, she basically immediately told me she liked me. <laughs> she oh, liked. That's, that's so funny. It How did like, she tell you? Did she just walk up to you and yeah, I mean, did just, she? just put you in a her, corner? I love Jay's wife. She's just so great, so fun. I could just picture her going up to Jay and be like, hi, I like you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. She wouldn't do that. She wouldn't do that. But she no? did okay. she did make it happen in a much more effective way, which is that she secluded me from a bunch of different people. And um, was this at the Christmas party? The, no, this, no. Was, this was at a party, so people were around. This was not that Christmas party, not that one. Yeah, so it That's was brave. after the gathering. I was like, Hey, does anyone want to get some tacos from Taco Truck nearby? And nobody was interested <laughs> except for her. Okay, and so, okay. how about that? She came with me, she's like, Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll go with you. And then, so I gave her a ride back afterwards, and she just said this ridiculous statement to me, and she's like, you know, Jay, there comes a time in every friendship where... Holy sh- you, Did she really say that? Did she really open with that? Yes. <laughs> you know, Jay, there comes a time in every relationship where you either start dating or you don't. <laughs> I was like, what is this statement? Correct. <laughs> I guess that's true. I mean, not, no, not every relationship. <laughs> yeah. But like, speech, yeah. I, I can see where she's going. <laughs> this was practiced in front of the mirror for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was a super ridiculous statement. And in the moment, I was like, what? But I also, I kind of like knew it was coming just because of the way she was acting. She was kind of being a little like sheepish that night for some reason. And and let's be honest, I mean, we had been flirting basically since the moment we met. And like whether or not we were interested with You just each had other. a great chemistry. Yeah. yeah. We were we were always just like physically close. We were always hanging out. You know, we'd often like sit next to each other and rub arms, rub legs. Oh man. And, That's hot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway. I just noticed that she was behaving differently. Tony is just shaking his head for everyone. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Can you imagine Tony just like rubbing arms with someone? Mm, rubbing arms. No, rubbing arms. That's, that, that's some yeah. middle school. I remember my first, like, my first girl. That's something. what we did. Like me and my first romantic partner. It's flirtatious. Well, anyway, I uh, I shot her down. No, I didn't. Not not at that moment. Um, but we did end up going on a date. Uh, she kind of pressured me for a date. Wait, um, though, like I, in that moment, what? Did, how did you actually respond? Do you remember? I don't remember how exactly we responded, but I was like, "Oh, this okay." Is like the nitty gritty. These conversations are hard to, to have. They're no, not. I remember what I, I said. She was actually she was in grad school at the time, and she was actually slated to move to Manila for a year and a half. Oh, Philippines. In, yeah, in six months. Dang. Okay. So she told me in June of 2015, and in January of 2016, she was supposed to move to Manila for a year and a half yeah. as part of her grad school program. And I'm like, when she told me, like, why did you tell me that? Like, 
you're just going to move in six months. Like there's no possibility for us to have a relationship here. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be in a, a long distance relationship for a year and a half. Like six months is not enough time for us to like form some level of like deep commitment. In my opinion, for myself, I committed to myself that I would date somebody for two years before marrying him. So she's like, oh, I didn't think about that. Um, I don't know, but let's, you know, let's go out on a date. Let's just see what happens. <laughs> so anyway, we end up going on a date and um, I always like to say she performed poorly. Uh, <laughs> she, Aww, she uh she said this statement she's like i asked her I was like oh so do you like curly hair on guys and she's like uh no not really and i was like oh because i i have curly hair but i kind of like conceal with the way that i style my hair but my hair has always been really really curly that's your fault you're setting her up for, <laughs> for failure to lose. like what's your problem she that? never knew yeah it probably was my fault um, to, games, to, games. to speak to the point of guys in particular feeling ready, like they need to be in a place where they're ready to date. Girls have a clock when it comes to dating. They want to be in a relationship. Biological. Not, biological. Yeah. It's a biological clock. So you can have children and start your family. I think that men also have a clock. It's more of a financial clock. For me, it was you want to make sure that you are in a place where you're stable enough to commit to somebody and not have all these other factors to deal with, not having a job, not having enough money. For me, also at one point, I didn't have a ride. So I was just like struggling, like, how do I start to think about dating if for me, I'm either on a scooter yeah. or taking the bus or train somewhere. Like that does not bode well. If I were in the female's position and that was the situation, I would have some like reservations about that. So that financial clock is a very real thing. And I think that it doesn't get talked about a lot when it comes to a lot of the single females that I talk to that are like, I don't understand. I like him. He's he's single too. Or like, I just feel like he just needs to just man up and ask me out. Like, I'm not going to say maybe he doesn't need to man up and ask you out, quote unquote, man up. Yeah. Um, but there are some things that he also is working through. So like, you need to like respect that. Respect that or not buy into that anymore in the sense that that is a very heteronormative, like, cultural expectation that I feel like as like the gender pay gap equals out and things like that, hopefully that's going to be less pressure on one person, on the male that you're saying, here's my perspective as a female. Show me your work ethic. Show me your vision. If you're working towards somewhere, but like this is a tough uh, city and industry, for example, LA to break into, if I'm looking for someone who's like has that energy and that vision to go somewhere, even if you're not in your dream job now, you're not making millions right now, like, you know. <laughs> or ever. <laughs> that, right, right, right. I think women need to come also under a more realistic mindset of like also understanding that person is growing, is developing. If they have a vision, if they have a work ethic, that's long term much more desirable, I think, than this specific job you're in now or whether you're, you're at the top of your career now. And I think bringing a growth mindset to any relationship, but especially a dating relationship where you're going to partner with someone, hopefully, maybe eventually for, for life, I think you have to have that growth mindset because someone could lose their job. All yeah. of those things are not fixed. So I think that is really, really important to take the pressure off of both sides. But if someone is just kicking around, that's not going to be super attractive to me because it's not showing me that drive 
but also you should have respect for the place that that person is in, I think. Be a little open-minded. That's good to hear. I still want to hear what happened next, Jay. Did she move to Manila? She didn't. So that part of her program ended up getting canceled. So she knew she was going to stay actually in uh, probably a month or two later after she told me she liked me. And then when she when she told me, hey, it looks like my program's getting canceled. Do you want to like resume our dating? <laughs> I kind of had to be a little bit more honest. And so I actually shot her down at that point. Let me what? tell you, let me tell you, let me, let me tell you some more oh, this to this story. I was a part of the same community group, church group with Jay and his wife. And living with Jay and hearing his side of things, but then also having her know that I was close with him and having uh, she was having conversations trying to gauge where Jay was at. It was really an interesting place to be. He got to this point where he, was sh- he shot her down. So I'm like, okay, this is, this is done. This is over. They're not going to be a thing. Fast forward. They go, was it Thanksgiving or Christmas? They go on this trip with like the five people that he was in this little group with. Yeah. They go to Europe. They went to Ireland, right? No, that was where we got engaged. Uh, yeah. London and Paris. They go to London and Paris. Oh, uh, I remember that. And apparently... Paris. Okay, that's Paris like the most the romantic city. Of lights, city. And <laughs> city of they, love. The city of love, city of lights. It's a know. thing. Yes. And it they have their moment in a moment. After I told her I didn't want to date her, she basically... To be specific, to give her more credit, I know that she's going to listen to this episode and she's going to want this part in. I told her that I was going to date other girls and that she actually might know some of them. Dang, (laughs) dude. What? Wow. Yeah. It was... was, uh, So not only am I not going to date you, but I'm also going to date your friends. (laughs) Suck it up. Yeah. It was rough. I don't deserve her. I was a douchebag. I didn't know you were this big of a douchebag. Were you just like afraid of the possibilities like going deeper and then it not working out because it was so yeah Yeah. I I get that definitely that's me it was because I mean we had so many friends in common we had our little tight-knit crew I was afraid that we'd essentially divorce if we didn't like your whole group yeah yeah I mean I'd lose all my friends and all my community basically like some very odd dynamic um so it was a real hesitation for me but I was interested in pursuing like friends of friends and that's why I said that yeah. But once she heard that, she's like, wow, okay, I need to like give this friendship a break. So she actually like cut me off completely. She stopped like texting me. We used to Snapchat all the time. Uh, she stopped Snapchatting me. And we essentially like didn't really talk for uh, maybe a couple of weeks. And I That's got. That's it? I know. I thought you were going to well, say months. <laughs> this is how we, this is, I mean, this is our story. We got back together, you know. Uh-uh. I realized I really missed her. Like, I really, we always had these fun little conversations in Snapchat. Uh, yeah, if you're doing that every day, I guess a couple of weeks really does feel like a long time. You realize that it's not there anymore, and you're like, wait a second. Yeah, it's like, I really appreciated talking to this person. I really enjoyed spending time with her. Every time I, like, we would hang out, I always had a lot of fun. She was just a really enjoyable person to be around. So I realized like when she was gone from my life, I really, I really liked her. And so I concocted this plan. One of our friends had just moved to London. I was like, well, I've never been to London and I'd love to go there. Why don't we go visit her? It's just like, she was one of the girls that was in our, our group of five who are a tight knit group. So I was going to make a move on this trip and it was probably going to be in Paris. 
Fast forward, she actually tells me she likes me again a month before we go. So before <laughs> you make your move. Yeah, a month before we make our move. And I'm like, at this point, I was okay with like being in a relationship with her. But I wanted to make a move while we're on this trip. I thought that'd be such a grand romantic gesture. Right. You had this whole plan. And <laughs> Tony's not having it. She's like, she's like, hey, I just want to let you know, you know, we're going I on this still trip. Like you. Um, I just want to let you know, I still have feelings for you. Um, and I'm like, do you want me to respond? <gasps> Did you, <laughs> I literally I, said oh that. Oh my gosh. I literally she is said a saint. that. I know. I'm such a douchebag. <laughs> Please don't hate me. What does that even mean? <laughs> Um, are you looking for a reaction? What did she say? <laughs> she didn't say anything. She just kind of like, well, she's like, oh, okay. Well, I put my uh, piece out there. Yeah. Just okay, so you know. So you didn't start dating again before nope. you wait. Oh my yeah. And it was a super risky, dumb move on my end. But oh God, she still loves you. <laughs> <laughs> so like the entire trip, we're acting like a couple. We like went to a museum, for example, Museum Orsay in Paris. And we just kind of like split up and, you know, went off and, kind of viewed different portions of the museum on our own. And me and her went together. Like we were hanging out. Like as a couple, we were taking selfies together. We were behaving like a couple the entire time. And then on the last night we were there, we all were like exhausted. We've been traveling. We've been getting up at 5 a.m. every morning. We're ready to go home basically. And we go on this really nice dinner. She dresses up real cute. And then afterwards, we're like, oh, we're going to go to the Moulin Rouge because, you know, I mean, that's one of the things you're supposed to do in Paris. And it's our last night here. And we've got to do it because we're never going to be, we're not going to be in Paris again for years. So we all go back to our Airbnb after dinner. We're full of duck and delicious food. And was this that, le, um, not La Petite Paris? Was it La? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Le, le Petit Prince de Paris. Oh, yeah. That, the one you sent me to that was. Awful that you got hit on. Okay. That's why you didn't like it. You got hit on by uh, some old men. hairy people. <laughs> <laughs> um, we go back to our Airbnb. Everyone's just exhausted, and I was like, "Hey, well, I mean, it's our last night. We got to make this count. Like, do you guys want to go to the Moulin Rouge?" Like, uh, nah, I don't. I don't want to go. And then my wife was like, "I'll go." <clears throat> and it's like, oh, "Okay, well." That sounds good. And so we uh, we didn't end up going to the Rouge. We ended up going to the bar down the street, <laughs> which okay. was still, I mean, amazing. We're in the Latin Quarter in Paris, which is phenomenal. And the, all of this is like happening anywhere in Paris. It's going to be good. All this is happening with the people that you left at home, thinking you guys were no longer a thing. You guys come back. Yeah, your friends are also going on a roller coaster. That's like, Absolutely. yeah. They come back from Paris. It's just awkward seeing them together because they weren't like showing us that they were together. Yeah. And I particularly remember we had like a Christmas themed party. It was a Christmas party. A Christmas costume party. Christmas costume party. And... I remember being in a place where there was this wall that like separates the kitchen from the living room and there was a tree like right at the end of this this wall this wall and your wife your now wife is on one side of the tree in the wall and you were on the other side but like you guys are talking to two different groups of people but like holding hands around behind the tree and the wall and I see this and I'm just like 
Huh. Wait, you did not know they were together? They got Nobody back knew. and it was radio silence on the, the status <gasps> of this friendship relationship thing. He didn't come back saying anything oh about it. <laughs> I don't think she really did either. So like I'm seeing this and I'm just like, Huh. Have either of you had any sort of like dialogue about the nature of your relationship or were you just playing games with each other this entire time? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, my wife had dialogue about how she really felt about me. Let me set the scene. This will give a little more context. So last night we're at this bar in Paris. Sadly, it's right after the shootings in Paris, the death metal concert where Mm -hmm. the guys shot up all the place. Um, So it's, it's empty in Paris. Also in December, it's just not many people anyway. But it's empty in Paris. We're at this bar. We're like the only people in this bar. And we just have a little moment where, you know, we're chatting, having a nice time. Uh, I actually took a picture beforehand because I knew this was going to, I knew what I was about to do. And so I took a picture, a selfie of us, and then kind of just turned to her. I flipped the hair over her ear. Oh, God. And then I leaned in for a kiss. And she kissed me back. Uh, and uh, so anyway, <laughs> we also had two, two uh, hard drinks before this. so That helped. Yeah. We, we ended up going back to the Airbnb where our friends were, and we just went to sleep. We got up at 4 o'clock in the morning and went to the airport, and then we, we were traveling all day. On the long flight home from L.A. from Gatwick, my buddy gives her the seat right next to me, and she kind of like, we're in the middle of the flight, she kind of just puts her hand on my hand. <laughs> we were all, it was totally unspoken. We did not address it that entire day. Oh my gosh, you're sitting an entire plane ride across the Atlantic and you're not. We didn't address it. Hysterical. She just kind of held my hand a little bit, you know, I held her hand a little bit. I wasn't really sure if this was like moving forward because we had had some beverages. And, and it was like a, a big trip to Europe and yeah, it's exciting and there's lots of new things. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I don't know, is this really going to become a thing or not? Is this me or is this Paris talking? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we get back and it really wasn't until the Christmas party that was, she asked me for a ride. I had a day to process this and we got back on Thursday. Party was on Saturday. I gave her a ride and this entire party, she is hanging on me. She's got, she's like, <laughs> she's got her hand on my shoulder. She's kind of like leaning on me. She's, she's got, got I mean, at this point, she's got her foot in the door and she's not. Yeah, absolutely. She's not letting up. She's like holding my hand. She's kind of like hugging me. But you'd had time. no discussion. Like, we hadn't had any discussion. <gasps> this is so And funny. I was like, well, you know, I mean, I'm into it. You know what, <laughs> oh, so, gosh, that's terrible. <laughs> so, you know, though, I think that's really real. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that experience because I think that's a common roller coaster kind of theme when you're friends first. I don't think it's always a clean cut yeah. when you're in groups because yeah, totally. of so, the risk. Yeah. So she had been hanging on me all night, the, all this displaying all this physical affection in front of all of our friends. These are all the people, all of our closest friends who, <laughs> you know, this this is our community of people. Yeah. And I'm like thinking to myself, well, we've just broadcasted to everyone that we're a couple. <laughs> She's been hanging on me all night. I've been reciprocating. Like everyone knows we're a couple now. And so we make plans to like get breakfast the next morning together. I remember at the breakfast, she's like, So what are we? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. I, just, I don't want to have a friends with benefits situation or anything like that. I just look at her. I'm like, Are you for real? Like you were just all of our closest friends, you were just <laughs> broadcasting over in a relationship. <laughs> I thought it was clear at that point, but she no, wanted to have no, the no, you have to to hear it. The conversation <laughs> has to be had. Also, the word Everyone has listening, to be used. nothing is clear until it's said. Yeah. Like if it's a date, the word has to be used at some point. If you're going to be someone's girlfriend or someone's boyfriend, you have to ask. 
Well, no. Or like say, yeah. You have to say, like, hey, I want to be your boyfriend. Yes. Hey, I want to be your girlfriend. Yeah, um, I agree. So now that we have heard Jay's story, his pre-engagement, pre-marriage, clearly that was a su- <laughs> that whole story was a success. Allie, you and your fiancé started seeing each other via an app, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about... <laughs> Just give us the story here. Like, how did this end up being a thing? He lives in South Orange County and I live in North LA County. So not ideal. And I don't, we joke, like, I don't know how he got into my radius on my filter because you can filter, you know, 10 miles, 20 miles. How far out do you want to have this pool of people that are in your network? And uh, so somehow I thought mine was smaller, but maybe his was wider and he not living in LA doesn't realize what that what that means. <laughs> the distance. <laughs> yeah, 40 miles could be like 3 hours. So so we met we both had been like traveling and we were both had just gotten into town this one weekend then I was leaving again. So I was like, you know what? I put a lot of pressure on like can we just meet up Saturday night because then I don't want to drag out like texting before having met you like another 10 days I'm going to be gone. So he was like, yeah, you're kind of aggressive, like trying to (laughs) meet up. But I was just like, I'd had so many experiences where we like texted for like weeks and then never, then the guys just like dropped out. And I was like, I'm not going to do that again. So let's just try and meet up. Also, I really thought nothing was going to happen because I saw he lived in Orange County and I was like, this is not going to, it's probably not going to go anywhere, but I just can have a date. So I think, you know, there were no real sparks because we were both like tired. We were cramming in an awkward like coffee date at 8 p.m. Like you just don't like, and we had to meet like halfway. And I honestly, I thought like he was really nice, but he kind of talked a lot, didn't ask me a lot of questions about myself. Um, That's a little hint to everyone. Like (laughs) be curious about the other person. When you're nervous, you tend to talk about yourself. So But it was nice. I got home and I told my roommate, like, yeah, it was nice, but I don't think he's that interested. I can't really tell. We'll probably, nothing will happen. But the next day he texted me like, hey, how are you doing? How's your day going? And that showed me like a little interest. And then we started texting. One thing I would say you probably have to get over if you're dating in LA is I'm not a big phone person. I don't text a lot or call people on the phone, except for like a few people in my life that are long distance. And I call them when I'm in traffic, but he was really good about calling like me on the phone from the beginning. And that made it feel like so much more natural because we couldn't see each other every day. So I think that helped. And then I'm a school teacher. We met in the summer. So I had so much free time. And I think that really helped like our second date was like seven hours long because wow, we ended up just like, it was blisteringly hot. We went to the beach, then we got dinner. Then we like, I think watched a movie. I don't know. It was just like, we kind of didn't want to leave. And when you spend like, I had gone down to Orange County. So I think when you invest a lot of time getting somewhere, you're like, all right, I'm going to yeah. I'm having a good time. I guess I'll just like keep Make a day staying of it. here. Did, okay, yeah. so question. Did you have such a long day because it was going so well? Like you were like really enjoying each other or it just kind of worked out I that was way? waiting out traffic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It was a Saturday and I, uh, we were, it was so easy to be with him, but it wasn't like, again, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, my heart is racing. I'm like, the chemistry is off the hook. It wasn't like that. It was just like, 
this is really nice. It's really smooth. I feel really at ease. I feel in my body. And he's not, you know, no red flags. Like he's dangerous. He's crazy. Um, So it was just a really nice time. And so there were chunks like that in the summer over the weekend. And I think that helped things build. Yeah. My question also, would you recommend an eight hour date like that? (laughs) You know what? I don't think that definitely should not be a first date. Kind of weird that it was our, our second date. Like we had a lot of dates like that in the summer that were just hours long. I really don't have an opinion on that. If you're, yeah, I, I think if you're feeling comfortable and the other person is mutual, like go with it. Yeah. Well, I also, I think, like, you know, like my, seven hour dates don't happen on purpose. No, but I feel It definitely like, wasn't planned. Yeah, yeah. We planned the first thing and then we just. For you, for your situation, yeah. I feel like the seven, eight hour date, it was because of the distance you had to travel to get down to him. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to just sit in traffic after being on like an hour long <laughs> date. You're in traffic for two hours, maybe. Yeah. Like, and then maybe I won't see you till next next weekend. So yeah, I think that so helped. How long were you guys talking, dating, whatever the buzzword is on the app before you guys were Meta. official and then became engaged? I mean, we were talking for like a week on the app before we met. That was in June. And then in August, we had like a conversation about being exclusive. I got off the apps after like two weeks. And then he, in August, got off the apps. So (laughs) it took him a little bit of time. He had come out of a relationship recently. So yeah. And when he told me that he like wanted to take things slow and all of that, I was like, that's great. And also, do you still want to be dating me? Like, I totally gave him this like free card because I don't, that's the last thing you want is to be dating someone that's still getting over someone else. And, and he said that conversation with me just being understanding and kind of letting him make his choice and reevaluate made him like want to be with me more. He was like, oh, she's not controlling. She's not weird. She's not like jealous. And he was over that person. It was just that emotional space. I think he didn't expect to get back in a relationship so soon. Yeah. So um, I think he was just like, no, no, I really like like getting to know you. So yeah. And then I did have to, yeah, back to what Andre was saying, like I totally had to like a couple months later be like, so am I your girlfriend? Because <laughs> he was not using that word. And I was like, maybe like we have different cultures. And I was like, maybe that's just like, not what he said. And then it was really starting to get to me because we were trying to introduce each other to friend groups. And I was like, Wait, he's not saying that I'm his girlfriend, but we are so, we're exclusive. And we're like, it actually happened by, I was like, how am I going to bring this up? How am I going to bring this up? I don't want to seem needy. I know. No, I know. Screw that. Just ask me like, hey. I 100% agree. There was one day, it was a Saturday and he had last minute to deal with like a client of his. And so... He was like, do you mind? Like, you're, I know you're with me. We're going to go to like be together, but do you, can you just come by the office with me? And I was like, that's fine. He was like, I guess it's turning into take your girlfriend to work day. And I was <laughs> like, like, hold on. And then he words. kept talking. And I was like, did you, just, did you just say I'm your girlfriend? And he was like, yeah, well, like, what? What did you think? I mean, do you think you're my girlfriend? I was like, I can't believe we're having this conversation like six months in. (laughs) Yes, I do. But gosh, darn it. You had to like, you can't assume. You have to use that language and ask. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so he was a dumb dumb on that. But (laughs) 
we approached you (laughs) about (laughs) about doing this podcast because Alex and I had already kind of heard your story and thought that it was a pretty interesting take on just dating and we needed a female perspective. So I sent her an email. Yeah, so Alex sent me an email and... Inviting her to be on the show. um, It was like in December and I had like, it was a few days before Christmas and I had just forgot to respond to it. And so my boyfriend and I at the time were about to have dinner on Christmas Eve with some of my relatives, but we decided to go to a Christmas service at this church nearby beforehand. All day, my boyfriend had been like, I was like, what's your ETA? Because he usually tells me because he's coming from so far. And he was like, I don't know. I'm getting caught up with work. I don't know. He was being really weird all day. So I was like, I don't know when he's getting here, if we're still going to go to this service or he's running late. So he got there and he was just being kind of weird, but I was like, okay. We go to the service, the church clears out afterwards, and we still have an hour in between, like when we're supposed to go to my family dinner. And so he was like, why don't we just like sit in here and kind of talk because we haven't seen each other all week. And uh, he's like, I'm just going to run to the bathroom. I was like, okay. So what do we all do when we're like left alone? I like get out my phone and I start checking my email and I, I see the email from Alex. I'm like, oh gosh, I have to respond to this. So I start like typing a response and I'm like, oh, this is like really so nice. I feel totally unqualified, but really fun to be on a podcast. (laughs) And my boyfriend comes back and sits down and like the church is empty. It's this beautiful like wooden room with like stained glass. It's really pretty. And there's like also like Christmas, like twinkly lights everywhere, you know, because it's the holidays. And I'm like, hey, I forgot to tell you, this is so funny. Tony and Alex asked me to be on this podcast about dating in LA and ha ha. And he just kind of touches my shoulder and he's like, that's so awesome, babe. I'd love to hear about that sometime. (laughs) And I was like, you are being so weird. What do you mean sometime? Like in my head, I'm like, I'm trying to tell you now. (laughs) I'm trying to tell you about this now. Just like, let me have my moment. And um, (laughs) and so, so he's like, no, no, no. He like kind of like chuckles. He's like, no, like I really do want to hear about this, but I was hoping you could like read this letter I wrote you. And I was like, I thought we weren't doing Christmas presents today. Like I made it so hard. I was like pushing back on everything. Then my heart kind of started. I was like, what is this? But like, I thought we had had like an argument a few days before. I was like, maybe he's trying to like be nice and apologize again. I don't know. So I like make him read the card to me and then all of a sudden he like hands it back and he like gets down on his like knee and proposes to me and I was like so shocked. (laughs) But um, I said, yes, of course, I was very happy because it was something we had been talking about and praying about. So I was very happy, but I was shocked and I immediately was like, oh my gosh, Tony and Alex are going to love this story because (laughs) they are directly... Involved in my engagement. Poor guy. I know. I can only imagine the nerves. That <laughs> he were was just through like, him. I actually made him propose again later because I was like, I like was not present in that moment at all. It went by so fast. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great story. I'm glad that so we could somehow dating apps be a part do, of that. <laughs> <laughs> of almost preventing it. Yeah. No, dating apps do work. I think they're great. I think when it comes down to dating in LA, you have to be flexible because of traffic, because of schedules. People, a lot of people don't have normal nine to five jobs. Also, I would say be open to different counties, but just understand that like, even if you're across town, like Santa Monica to Glendale, like that's a real, 
investment of time. You have to be like just a clear but kind communicator and be open, be flexible because it's not probably going to be exactly the way you want that's the most comfortable. There mm-hmm. are sacrifices involved, but I would just say give people a chance because neither of us thought that first little rushed coffee date that anything more would have happened, but a lot of hard work and a lot of dedication, but like here we are two years later. So yeah, that's kind of what I would say to cap it off. Jay, do you have any dating advice or tips? I liked what Ali said at the beginning, which was that you really just kind of like put yourself out there and kind of be willing to go to different parties and like uh, different engagements and even like ask people to like set you up. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's tough out there. I did yeah. that a lot um, before I started dating my wife. Uh, because like I mentioned, I wasn't open to uh, dating somebody who was like a close friend of mine at the time. Hmm. So I I would try doing that where I would go hang out with people who I who were friends of mine, but I wasn't like good friends with and like yeah. I'd go to their parties. Yeah. And I, I lived with Tony on the east side of LA, not the, not the east side. We're in uh, central LA, but it's not the west side. So I would go to these parties on the west side, which is a whole nother world in LA. And I would try to meet people and, you know, just with uh, varying levels of success. But I did try online dating, uh, specifically Coffee Meets Bagel, was very unsuccessful. Yeah, I totally agree. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Like, don't just do dating apps. Don't just do friend setups. Like, be open to a lot of things if that's the phase you're in, like creating space for dating and if Coffee Meets Bagel didn't work for you, definitely worked for me. Like, yeah, yeah try different totally. things. Yeah. But be willing to try. You know, if you if yeah. you decided that you want to date, you don't want to be single, be open to trying, like putting yourself out there. I think that's that's a big thing with a lot of single people out here. And making sure that you budget that time for dating. And I have a friend or two that you can talk to about it because you are going to experience rejection or disappointment. Do you have anyone to set up for Alex or Andre? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we're not so going let there. me think about I it. I never really, if you said that like five years ago, I would have said that I'm against matchmaking because some of my friends in the past, and not in LA, this is back in New Jersey, so it doesn't really tie in too much here. But some of my friends in the past have tried to set me up with people, and they're like, oh, you should totally do it. And it's never worked out well. So, I was always like, you know what? I'd rather just meet somebody on my own through friends or through whatever. And like that always has gone better than somebody else being like, oh, you guys would be great together. And then I always think of Because you know what people do if they start thinking, oh, I love this person. They're so awesome. And I love this person. They're so awesome. Two awesome people will work out. But you have to, if you are open to a friend set uh, set up, like give your friends a little guidelines, you know, like- don't be so close-minded. Yeah. You're like, I have to have a person with like hair down to their chin. They got to be and, five like, foot eight. Exactly. Yeah. But like, above this height. But yeah. you should give it like a little. Yeah. And so now like I'm yeah. not totally against it. I'm like open to it. But like <laughs> before I would have been like, no, I'm I'm not doing that. I'm no not wasting my time. No one's ever attempted to set me up with anyone. Well, you never know. Ooh, that's the challenge. Would you like me to? No. So you know what? I'd like Maybe to push back on what Alex why. said. You know, it sounds like Alex is a little more open to matchmaking now. I challenge you that your own method of meeting people has not worked to date. I haven't been. Have you been pursuing? What do you though? mean hasn't worked to date? I you have, said I'm that not, I'd like to meet people on my own. 
How's that working out for you? But are you trying to meet people on your own? When I did that, not right now. When I well, sort of. When I did that in New Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, listen. When I when I did that in New Jersey, yes, it worked. It worked in the sense that the relationships either went well or if they didn't go well, I learned a lot from them. They didn't work in the sense that we did not get engaged. So like if that's your benchmark for comparing like how well a date goes that you eventually get married, that's a little No, like, no, no, okay, no, no, okay. no. Just checking. The benchmark is when was the last time you went on a date? I think it was like middle of last year. I don't remember exactly when. Tony's giving him a look like, "What? Do you do you remember better than I do?" I don't remember you going on a date. I remember you being interested in someone. Did you guys actually go on a date? I would say yes. She would probably disagree. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hangout. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, this is probably the only way I can contribute to this episode. We first get coffee, and we have coffee. We're sitting there for four hours having a conversation. I'm like, this must be going pretty well. Like, Dang. Like, you don't just sit there yeah. for four hours with somebody you don't like talking to. Yeah, you make, Eventually, you make an excuse, and... And you, you're just like, I got to get some work were done. Were you or, counting the time or you were just like, whoa, it's four hours? Uh, we got there like early afternoon. And then all of a sudden it was time to go to church for the like the 5 p.m. service. I'm like, wow, okay. We must have been really into the conversation. We kind of left and I didn't really get a chance to follow up because it was like, you know, we're going to be pretty late if we don't leave soon. And so I just kind of followed up afterwards, maybe text. I don't remember what it was. Like, hey, let's go on a hike together. So uh, she's like, sure. And so we we did the Hollywood sign hike. So you start at Bronson Canyon. These are two different days. Uh, yep. Yeah. So the yeah, the, the, the coffee and the the hike two two different days. You start at Bronson Canyon, and it's a pretty wide, flat path, pretty easy. Not a lot of shade, but uh, gets windy at the top. And we did that hike together, just the two of us. And here in my mind, this is this goes back to what Ali you were saying, and I think, oh, Andre mm. said it, yeah. Um, so you got explicitly say like, oh, this is this is a date or yeah. like, uh, be, yeah, make the word has clear. to be used, right? So that was my mistake, and you know, lesson learned. But I thought it was pretty clear, like we were the only ones, the two of you. On it's a just hike. the two of us yeah. on a hike for like several did hours. Did you pay for coffee? So the first time we met up, I did not pay for coffee, but. After the hike. I hate that that's a thing, but sometimes that's an indicator. It could be. But after the hike, I offered, hey, you want to go get lunch? I'm buying. So I I bought her lunch afterwards. And I thought that was pretty clear, but maybe that wasn't clear enough. So I learned a few things through that experience, but it was after lunch that I finally realized what was like what was actually in her head. Because I thought, and we were talking a lot during the hike too. So I'm like, um, maybe she's just excited or just talkative or just like nervous. And maybe that's why she's talking a lot. So finally, I'm like, okay, I don't know if we're on the same page. So I want to be like, I just want to just go for it and see what happens. So I like call her one night and say, hey, you want to get dinner sometime? Or I think before then it was like, I was trying to see if she wants to go to a movie. But I was like, do you want to get dinner sometime? Yeah. And she's like, oh, oh, Alex, I, I think we're... I think we're just friends or like what? what yeah, was she was starting to get oh, she's like, thing. Yeah, I, I think we should just be friends. In that instant, I realized. It wasn't I, clear from the beginning. It was not clear yeah. from the beginning. Yeah. That's tough. So you want to be chill about something. You, you don't think, oh, I have to have this 
Yeah, I don't want to be defining like, conversation from the beginning, but you to be like super formal. It can be simple. Like, I don't want to be yeah. super formal where it's like awkward. Just sometimes it can come off kind of weird. You want to still be able to state it in some way or another. So it's tact. Man, yeah, that's tough. I have had similar experiences where the inverse effect occurred where, hey, I thought this was just a hang. Like, I thought we were just going on a hike. I didn't know this was like a thing. Yeah. You know? And how did you respond when you found out that the person was pursuing you? It didn't occur to me that I was being pursued until pretty well into the relationship. I think, <laughs> you know. Oh, you're How like, far dang, into okay. the relationship? Oh, I don't know. Also, or you when, just didn't how, want to deal with the defining. Well, no, it wasn't even that. I just, it had not occurred to me. This was like going to be a romantic thing. I, like, I thought we were just hanging. But something happens, you know, when you just kind of get alerted to it. Like you're looking at them and then something in the eyes changes. And yeah, you're just like, I know. oh. <laughs> so that's what, how long ago was this? They hit you with the hard eyes and you're just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, damn it. Okay, now we have to do this dance, you know. I literally had a guy one time be like, "What? You look really happy, like right now. Like you have like stars in your eyes." This is in another <laughs> in another language. She said this when I was living in Italy, and like, oh, we, did he say in Italian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were we met like wow, we met romantic. like in the piazza, and I was like, "Oh, hey." He was like a friend of mine though, but I hadn't seen him in a while, and I thought he was so cute. And when I saw him, I lit up like what you're saying. Uh-huh. But he was like. Hey, like you look happy. What just happened? Like you and he was oblivious, thinking I was like excited for, for something, something that else. just happened. Maybe. And I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just really happy right now. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it's That's it's fun. hard. It's hard to know. Ali, thank you so much for coming and being a guest on the show. I've definitely appreciated our time and our conversation Thanks today. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Thank you guys for listening to this episode about dating in LA. I'm sure we'll have other guests on that we will talk about relationships or some form of relationships, dating, marriage, whatever here in LA. But uh, we will see you guys next time. Until then, peace. The LA Survival Guide podcast is produced by Tony Rosenthal with editing by Alex Cap and Tony Rosenthal, theme music by Alex Cap and copy and graphic design by Andre Orta.